You found us. Welcome to the Holminster Podcast, a church in the centre of Hull. Your place to worship, enjoy, explore and to belong. If you'd like more information in how you can get involved, visit our website at www.hullminster.org. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into the mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but still you have people who do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe them. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We pray that as we open your word this evening, that you will fill our hearts and our lives with your Holy Spirit, that we will be born again in your love and your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. So, before, I was going to get you all out tonight to do something, but actually we're not great in number, so I'll probably let you stay seated. But before we look at those words from John's Gospel, I wanted to look at exploring faith. I was told that this evening we're talking about exploring in whatever way I wanted to explore. Now, many of you here will have great faith stories to tell, and I don't know many of them, and it's always good to hear people's testimonies, but I'll have to leave that for another time. But I wonder, what are the roots of your faith stories? Did someone tell you? Did someone sow the seed in your heart, in your mind? Did you go looking for something that might be missing in your lives? You may still be searching for that answer. And I just want to ask a few... Oh, I can't walk away from that, can I? I just want to ask... Oh, can I? Okay, I want to ask a few questions. I just want to do a bit of a survey 
because I'm interested in where people were first rooted in Jesus. Where did you get that teaching, that, that initial teaching of Jesus? And we're going to do it into three categories. If you were between the age of 5 and 15, 15 to 30, or 30 plus. So, I wonder, would you put your hand up if you felt that your initial teaching was between the age of 5 and 15? <laughs> oh, look at that. I was staring at Alistair. Alistair, why was I staring at you? You were my Sunday school teacher. Whoa. <laughs> just to, would you just put your hands up again? Because actually... Um, I'm amazed. Okay. Anybody that really um, got that rooting between the ages of 15 and 30? No. Ooh, that's a bit of an um, empty age, isn't it? We need to do something about that. Um, what about 30 plus? Great. That's really interesting because on Thursday I did Minster Praise, which is a service we have once a month, in here in its sort of cafe style. And I asked that same question, bearing in mind that I was going to ask it to you this evening. And out of all the people there, we had 40-odd people there, there was one between the 15 and 30, and that was the beach mission one. One person had had heard it at the beach mission on one of the beaches, and one between 30 and 50, 30 upwards, and they'd heard about Jesus at a Billy Graham um, conference. And every other one that put the hand up, it was through between 5 and 15, through that early teaching. So that's actually fascinating, isn't it? It's the same now with you younger ones, and I will admit you're all younger than we were on Thursday. Well, most, most of you, Sam, not all of you. Um, yeah. And it's still exactly the same. So I find that quite interesting. Right, I'm going to go back here to the lectern now. So, can you still hear me on this? You can, that's fine. I'm going to come back to that after we've looked at our verses tonight, which are our verses around Nicodemus. He was someone who wanted to know more about what it was to have a faith in Jesus. He was exploring, and he was a religious leader, a Pharisee. He was an intelligent bloke who knew the scriptures, particularly, well, it was the Old Testament scriptures, the New Scriptures weren't written. The Old Testament scriptures he knew really well because he was a teacher of the scriptures, and he would be very familiar with the law that's given in the Old Testament, particularly the law of the early books of the Bible and Pharisees actually stuck to that word so strongly. If you were a Pharisee and you were told to jump, you would say, how high you did as the scriptures said. So Nicodemus had devoted the whole of his life to teaching the scriptures. So he was still a bit sceptical about Jesus. He's obviously heard about Jesus, this, this new man around Um, and when he came to Jesus he hid it from his fellow Pharisees and he came at night because he was unsure 
about what he really believed. And there's something else that shows he's not fully on board with the Jesus message. He calls Jesus rabbi. Now, Jesus was a rabbi, a teacher, a leader. And rabbi was used more as an introduction. It was a starting point. And it's interesting that if you read through the Gospels, as you get through the words towards the end of those stories, those books, you'll find the word rabbi isn't used. It's used much more on the early stages, the introductory parts of Jesus' life, and not later on. There is one person who, at the end of the Gospel, still calls Jesus rabbi. I don't know whether any of you know who that might be. It's Judas Iscariot. And that's interesting, isn't it? At the Last Supper, and then in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they're surrounded by the Roman soldiers, Judas Iscariot says, Rabbi. And it's not that personal, familiar, I know you well and I believe you well. It's more of a first introductory sort of word. So calling Jesus Rabbi or teacher is not wrong. But if that's all that Jesus is, then the view of Jesus is far too small. Jesus was and still is saviour and Lord, much, much more than rabbi teacher. So Nicodemus was challenged. Was Jesus just another impressive person or was he Lord? As for Nicodemus's future, that we don't really find out. But we know that the answer to the question, was Jesus just another impressive person? We know that that was not true. Jesus was much more than that. But we do know that Nicodemus was exploring and wanting to know more about Jesus. A great explorer, as in so many people in the Bible. If we look right through the Old Testament, the New Testament, you can just pull out hundreds of names of people who explored explored the word of God in the Old Testament, the 40 years through the, through the desert, the Israelites, they were exploring so many people. Joshua, the one that was the one that to enter into the promised land, he was exploring and you could go on and on and on. So in your New Testament, you find those disciples are still exploring what it means um, to follow Jesus. So, Nicodemus tonight is asking very real questions. Was this Jesus worth him following, putting behind what he was and starting again? And it's in the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus that Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again or born of the Spirit. And it's then that Nicodemus has to make that choice to explore further what this means by being born again he asks that question how can you be born again of your mother's womb and he has to explore and he has to take on board the meaning of being born again born of the spirit and is he willing to explore being born again and as I said we don't actually know 
whether he took that on board. Now, each time that we come to church, we have an opportunity to explore. I'm exploring tonight. I haven't been to this service for ages and ages, and it's good to come and explore. We can explore by using God's book, God's word, making sure that we read something every day to remind us. We can read again about Nicodemus and see what you make of that story of Nicodemus. But to make our help our faith grow, we do have to look at our book, God's book, and read it. So things haven't changed from Old Testament to New, from then to the present day. We are encouraged to explore. We have a great building here to explore in, don't we? Not that our faith should be contained in these walls, definitely not. But it is a great place to begin and to explore together, to come together in worship. So, not knowing a lot more about Nicodemus, I want us to look again at our own journeys. We're all in different places with Jesus. And we're all on a learning curve, and we're on a learning curve with Jesus. Some may feel that they've explored and discovered Jesus. Some may still be hunting. But we, and that means myself as well, all need to be careful that we don't blinker ourselves in how we see Christian life and worship. And it is something that really challenges me personally that we can get comfortable in what we do. We can get comfortable in how we worship, who we worship with, who we meet with, who we meet with on a Wednesday night, who we meet with on your home groups. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, it's good and it's positive. But we are open to challenge. We are open to explore much more than that because there is so much more to offer. Different styles, different music, different worship, different ways of learning. There's always opportunities in God's, God's house. There's always different opportunities that different people can take. And we're also very different that what one wants to do, another will not want to do. But don't ever give up and think, that's it. We just come along and we worship. There's a whole new world still to discover, and I'm still discovering it. And I'm not trying to make anybody feel awkward. Loads of you mix and match what you do, and that is really to be encouraged. Now, I, I'm going to name a person here, and I don't want to embarrass him, but I, I'm not, it's not you this time. You'll be fortunate to know. But I'm going to name somebody. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to embarrass Mark. I'm going to name Mark, who played for us tonight. Because I just feel that he explores faith in more ways than most of us, I would believe. I'm sure I'm right in saying that. Today, Mark's played at four different services, all of different styles. And we know that his heart is in the choral tradition. And he's very proud of his choir. And if you'd heard them this morning, you would be proud of them. The, the music, the sound, the, the feeling that they give you from the heart is unbelievable. 
And that's where Mark's heart sits, I think. I think. But then he plays at the 9.30 service. And I'll tell you what, when he plays there, he doesn't have music. He looks often at the floor. And I don't know, I'm often wonder how you get your inspiration from down there. But he's often playing and looking at the floor. And the music actually goes to a different place. You can actually feel the power of that music. And I'm not the only one saying that. So many people have said that to me. And then again, I mean, we're not all that contemporary tonight because obviously we're limited because we had a a little mishap with the music, with uh, the singers. But he falls into the contemporary slot. And that again is another challenge. And then on the first Sunday of the month, he does the Teze slot. And there are all so many different styles of worship. And I hadn't really given it but thought, much thought. But no one can accuse you, Mark, of not exploring. You probably never look at it like that. And I don't know where you are with Jesus. I say, I don't want to embarrass you. That is purely between you and God. I'm not going to be interfering there other than leading and guiding. But I know that when you play, you are inspired by God. And I, I truthfully believe that. You are praising God. There's no question about it. And I hope that as you do this, you are challenged. I hope when you're looking down at the floor, you, are, you do feel God's spirit. And, and I hope that you question that journey that I believe God is taking you on. So I say not to embarrass Mark, but he just came to me as I was putting this together as somebody who really, I felt, really did uh, challenge himself and explore God in so many different ways. And I think you must be all the better for that because I'm limited. I never come to the Teze and I would love to come to the Teze and I should come to the Teze service and I should come and visit you here more often on a Sunday evening because I do enjoy being with you. So I challenge myself to come along to this service whenever I can. And I will challenge others to do the same because I'd love some of our, even our choir, you know, or our 9.30 people to come along here and just experience something different. Likewise, particularly over the Christmas period when we've got so much on, you may come and join us in different things. I shouldn't say us because it's we're all one, aren't we? But join some of those activities, those services, those gatherings that you've not been used to. The Christian faith should be exciting. It really should be exciting. And it should be full of journeys. And sometimes those journeys are tough. And sometimes they're, they're challenging. But sometimes we go on wonderful journeys. And what, no matter what they are, we know that God is there helping us. Now, I just want to tell you, I mean, if I say Matt Woodcock, you might say, oh, no, not Matt Woodcock again. I don't know how many of you know Matt Woodcock because we have a new generation here. But you've, you'll have heard of him. He was here with me. We trained as curates together, would you believe? Now, a few weeks ago, he rang me up and he said, oh, he said, I want to get out there. I want to do something. He was always on the go. And he said he was going to take a couple of flasks outside the school doors on the Friday morning. He said, you'll pray for me, won't you? And he turned up at the school. And when all the mums and dads and grannies had taken, let the children go into school, he appeared with his couple of flasks and his cups. And he had two mums stopped and had a cup of coffee 
with him. Now, if you look in the diocesan news page, which I found on the web somehow, I don't go exploring much, but I did find it. He has now, there's a picture of him with about 40 or 50 people stood outside the school with these pump flasks, coffee and biscuits. And he's challenged and he's explored something new and it's worked. And he's helping all that group of people now explore a faith in Jesus. He said to me, I'm going to be way out of my comfort zone, but he did it. And that's a challenge sometimes, out of our comfort zone, and it works. That's Christian exploration in all its fullness. So I challenge us tonight as we explore to be bold in our faith, to be outright, to share our faith. Don't hide it away, don't be embarrassed by it. Share our faith, be bold in our faith. Don't hide away like Nicodemus, don't come creeping at night. Let us allow God to take us to places we may not have been before. Because he wants to challenge us. He wants us to explore. And he wants to take us on a never-ending journey. Amen. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to one of our sermons. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, then follow us on social media or visit our website www.holminster.org